Welcome to Larpender Life, the podcast about HP St. Paul in the 80s and 90s. I'm your host, Dave Carey. have one of our sales reps go down to the bank with her every day with this bag of money that we had to deposit. <laughs> I actually played poker with Bill Hewlett one night in, uh, in a hotel room in Chicago. The culture we had at, at Larpenter was very special. We were a very solid team. This is episode number five, and today's guest is Paul Shermack, our area general manager. This episode is the last of the first batch that I created for the podcast. Before I go any further with this, I'd really like to hear from you about what you think, and especially if you think I should continue making them. You can reach me at larpenderlife at gmail.com. And now, here's my discussion with Paul. My guest today is none other than the top dog, uh, the the area general manager of HP St. Paul in the 80s and uh, beyond, Mr. Paul Shermack. Paul, thank you very much for joining me here today. Oh, thank you, Dave. It's my pleasure. Let's get started by talking a little bit about um, your background and how and when you first got connected to HP. Oh, (laughs) Well, way back in uh, 1971, I joined HP as a field engineer, actually in the old St. Paul office, which was on University Avenue, but I was only there for one week and then I got transferred to Chicago. So uh, um, my early days in St. Paul were very limited to one week and and actually Tom Rappleton and I joined uh, about the same time and we went to Neophyte together. Um, after that, I, um, I was transferred from um, Chicago to, uh, actually it was the old Skokie office and got transferred to Columbus, Ohio as my first district sales manager job. So I had the great state of Ohio and um, uh, West by God, Virginia <laughs> and, <laughs> and half of Pennsylvania. So that was, uh, that was really a, a fun time. And I got transferred back to Chicago and we, we actually had a downtown office that I um, was a, a manager of. And we, we used to sell um, handheld uh, calculators out of that office. And we also sold them at the train station. So we had an over-the-counter business, so to speak. And we had, uh, my secretary, Liz, would, and we called them secretaries back then, pardon me, we uh, we had a cigar box and we would take in cash and credit card and and Liz would have one of our sales reps go down to the bank with her every day with this bag of money that we had to deposit. So it wasn't very sophisticated. And shortly, I eventually um, became an area sales manager and we um, we got one of the biggest deals that ever uh, was closed at HP, which was State Farm. And we um, we knocked uh, with with the help of Harlan Pearl, we knocked um, IBM out of there and put um, HP computers in every one of their uh, claim centers. So um, that was a really really fun deal, and that allowed me to get the transfer back to Minnesota. And Tom Rappeth, uh, so I kind of took Tom's old job, and then Tom moved out and went to corporate. So 
So that's kind of how I ended up in uh, back in uh, at Larpender. So, and I'm glad I was there. It was good to be back home. Absolutely. You were in St. Paul for quite quite some time, but then you, I know you you moved on outside of St. Paul. Uh, can you just give me a summary of, of those roles as well? Sure, sure. Um, when I moved on from St. Paul, actually there was a, a, a sad day in my life when um, uh, I was going to be replaced as the area general manager there. And then Bill Payne was going to come in and they were going to, I, I went home that night and I got a call from Manuel Diaz. And Manuel said, uh, Paul, I'm sitting here with um, Masao Terazawa, who is the president of HP Japan. And they're looking for a, um, a manager to manage the Asia-Pac region based out of Tokyo. Why don't you talk to Susan, your wife, and um, let me know if you want to go. <laughs> so that's where we ended up going. We, we went to Tokyo for about five years, worked with... Um, I managed the Asia-Pac region, so I spent a lot of time flying to Seoul, Korea, to um, Thailand, to Australia, to um, uh, China. We we actually opened up China, the China operation, which was back in 1992. I remember the first flight into Beijing. It looked like uh, one of my old military approaches. There were no lights there were eight gates at that airport, and there was a guy with a card table selling tea on the inside of the place. And it's gone from that to the biggest airport in the world with all kinds of uh, high-speed trains going out to it. So then I uh, got transferred back to uh, Cupertino, California. I was hoping we, we leased our house or rented our house in Minnesota. I'm hoping we'd come back, but we um, got transferred to corporate. So I ended up in a um, the America's uh, marketing manager. So I spent a lot of time in Latin America. And then, then eventually, um, Rick Beluzzo, if you remember Rick Beluzzo and uh, McCracken, were at Silicon Graphics. And uh, Beluzzo gave me a call and they were looking for a, a VP of sales. And so it would be my first VP level job. And I uh, was a very difficult decision, but there were a lot of old HPers there. So I, I went on to Silicon Graphics from uh, from HP uh, back in uh, about 2000. So that kind of gets you up to up to date where I've been. I did a lot of um, startup companies after that and software companies. And um, I can't tell you how happy I was and my wife was to be back uh, in Minnesota. And um, and I really enjoyed the culture we had at, at Larpenter was very special. We were a very solid team. I, I loved the, the group there. Um, finally retired at the age of 75. <laughs> From starting uh, with one week at HP here in St. Paul and moving around quite a bit, um, that's an exciting career. And you've certainly seen a lot over the, over the decades, that's for sure. Yeah, very blessed to work with a lot of really great people. The HP, um, one, one of the incidents I, or one of the stories I had, I actually played poker with Bill Hewlett one night in, uh, in a hotel room in Chicago. We had a meeting there and Bill Hewlett was, came out to meet some of the salespeople. He enjoyed playing cards. It wasn't, you know, high stakes. It was just kind of a nickel dime sort of poker, but it was really fun to be able to talk with him. He was, you can understand why HP was such a great company with guys like Packard and Hewlett. Please tell me you took a lot of money from him, though. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of money that changed hands. I think Bob Stringer was a big winner that night. <laughs> Well, when I edit this out, I'm going to make the story say that that you, you know, took him for most of what he was worth. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, when when you think back to working at the Larpenter office on HP in those days, um, what stands out in your mind? I think um what I enjoyed the most was um wandering around, you know, the HP is known for management by wandering around. I used to like to wander around and and visit with the admin folks and the order processing people and just see how things are going. One of the things we ended up doing, Kathy Waller helped me, um, who was my admin, used to write um, letters to each of, every month I'd write a letter to the sales reps that were that were um, outstanding performers. And then surprisingly, those that were struggling, I sent them a letter every month just to encourage them that, you know, this is just a, a small blip in, in uh, what's going on. I'm really stick with it, that sort of thing. So I uh, also did that with a lot of the admin people that needed encouragement. Um, so it was, it was really family. I, I, uh, what I loved about it the most was wandering around, visiting with family and, and um, having coffee and donuts in the morning. So that was great. <laughs> I loved it. Me too. When I've spoken to other people, I hear the word family. I also hear the word fun and the word laughter a lot, um, Hearing, thinking about those days back in that office. And the culture was really something unique. And I'm wondering if that's something that you and the, the rest of the management team really tried to explicitly influence, or did it just kind of happen that way? Well, I think, you know, most of us grew up on uh, what's called the old HP way. And and the thing I liked about the HP way, it was first name basis. You know, no one ever called me Mr. Shermack or you never called um, Mr. Hewlett or Mr. Packard. It was always Dave and Bill. So that sort of was ingrained in my uh, (laughs) my blood from the get-go. Well, one of the things we used to like to do at the – at the year end, which was always October 31st, uh, we had a, a drink cart that we would uh, wheel around. We had Bloody Marys. Mike Mike Anderson was my cohort in crime, and even Jack Wambacher. We put on uh, aprons, and we uh, got one of the uh, carts from uh, shipping, and we we had uh, vodka and orange juice and tomato juice, and and uh, kind of wheel around and make sure all the order processing people and everybody was, uh, was happy. So it was uh, kind of like a celebration in a way because it was year in. We enjoyed doing that. I, I, I think um, getting, the, uh, getting the gang together, Jack Wombarker would pull these things together and uh, we would um, uh, about once a month get everybody uh, for like a happy hour in the, in the cafeteria. And I remember Jack used to write, as best he could, he was doing rap. I don't know if you remember doing rap music. He he would do some rap singing, and we would go, "Oh my gosh, Jack, this is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> he 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 gave it his best <laughs> to rap music. I remember a lot of the celebrations too, and that I think that really epitomizes the culture at the time. Obviously, everybody worked really hard, but at the same time, it was 
an atmosphere of teamwork and celebrating together. I think profit sharing is another example of that. We'd all look forward to the announcement and celebrate together those profit sharing announcements. Do you remember those? Yes, I do. And profit sharing, everyone always look forward to that. Um, a little funny story I can tell you about profit sharing. Um, a group of us went over to the steak and ale uh, when the profit sharing was announced and we were having some drinks after work. And uh, one of the one of the guys had his wife meet him there. And uh, we all started talking and said, boy, that profit sharing of seven and a half percent was great. And she said, profit sharing? What profit sharing? <laughs> so she hadn't known all the years that that he was getting this profit sharing check. <laughs> so that was a bit of a, we all laughed about that afterwards. And I'm sure he had a lot of explaining to do. But uh, yeah, profit sharing was always, was always great. I'm curious from a sort of the buck stops here person in the office, I'm, I'm wondering if any of those celebrations ever kind of went too far. I mean, was there any ever any difficulty for you? I remember sales conferences where fire extinguishers were shot off and food fights and Lake of the Ozarks trips where things got a little wild. Did any of that ever cause you any difficulty or was it not so much? Yeah, well, it's a couple couple instances of uh, that. I think um, one, it happened to be on uh, on the Halloween when it was the year end. And we happened to have at Larpenter, we had in some customers from uh, one of our big major accounts. Actually, we had two executive vice presidents there. So we went through presentations on, um, which we normally do, talking about our support services, all of our products, and then we took them to lunch. So when we're coming back from lunch, one of the executive VPs, Clint, um, said to me, um, Paul, is that a nun laying on the ground underneath your flagpole there? And I went, well, yeah, Clint, that looks like a nun there. It really, uh, I'll look into that. So I got a hold of Jack Wambacher and told him, Jack, there is a nun uh, laying under our flagpole and and our customers saw that maybe we ought to go move her inside. So if you re- recall, we used to, a lot of a lot of the staff would dress up because it was Halloween. It was year end. And that was uh, one of those embarrassing moments, say the least. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's uh, something maybe in the office environment in 2021, you wouldn't necessarily see a nun under your flagpole too often. <laughs> no. If you could go back to travel back in time and visit yourself in your very early days at HP, when you're just, just getting started out in the company, you could give yourself some advice or, or tell yourself something. What would it, what would it be? It would be, I, um, I felt like I was the luckiest guy in the world to go to work for, for, uh, this company. I had been, um, I had worked for Honeywell before that, and I had been in the military before that. So when I got the job with HP, I thought, wow, was I ever lucky to do this and, and to join? And then I, I realized that there were so many opportunities that um, that were open to you at HP, and, and it was just this open environment that you didn't, um, if you wanted to go see the general, you could do that. It was an open door policy. So I just kept thinking to myself, wow, how did I ever um, come into this company and, and find this way? 
after working at Honeywell where everything was very rigid and uh, structured. So um, I guess I was just lucky that to, to be able to join a company like HP. I'm sure that everybody would like to know what you're up to personally these days, how things are going for you in your life, where you're at even, uh, where are you located? And, and can you give us a little summary of Paul in 2021? Sure. Well, in 2021, we lived back in uh, Minnesota. We, we moved back from California uh, in uh, 2012. So I was still working, did some startup companies uh, with actually some old HP friends, Tom, uh, Tom Stipe, if some of you remember him. Tom was uh, one of the marketing guys um, for the telecom area back at HP. And he ended up, um, uh, there was a company called Symmetricom. And Symmetricom is a spinoff of um, Agilent, actually. So it's the sync and timing business. So I ended up being the EVP of sales there. And then uh, we did a startup with uh, a software company and uh, even a company called Liquid Metal. We were looking at amorphous metal alloys. So I retired at 75 finally and did a little bit of consulting. I, I serve on a couple of boards, voluntary boards, and um, am involved with the Lafayette Club where we um, where we are members. So yeah, it's and we're out in sunny California right now enjoying uh, some warm sunshine. <laughs> well, Paul, uh, thanks for joining me. And you know, I, I normally don't do this when I'm uh, talking to somebody for this podcast, but um, so many people that I've talked to have mentioned the leadership that you exhibited and your team exhibited in the 80s and 90s in, in St. Paul as one of the most critical elements. Obviously, HP is a great company as a whole, but St. Paul had something special even uh, within HP. And I think you were critically important in in um, developing that culture and make, making that uh, feeling of teamwork permeate throughout the whole office. So on behalf of all the St. Paul employees in, the, in that time, I really want to thank you for everything you did for all of us during that time. And also thank you for me for, for joining me on this podcast. And I look forward to the time when maybe we can have another uh, little HP alumni group get together before too long. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you again. I really enjoyed this. Thanks for listening. Larpenter Life is produced solely by me, Dave Carey. It's not affiliated or sponsored by HP in any way. Folks, please let me know what you think of Larpenter Life as a podcast and if you'd like to see me continue. Please send me your ideas by emailing me at larpenderlife at gmail.com. You do remember how to spell Larpenter, right? Until then, take care, everyone. Everyone.